0: Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, how are you getting on with Succession, Richie?
1: <laughs> Um Season three, episode four is where I'm at. And I know that in real life, uh, it's really approaching the climax, right? So Get I'm up there. against it.
0: It's like uh, I want to get it on one of those big boards, like having NASA in terms of you know, like trying to like go around the uh, the, the the outside of a planet and then fire off and meet something at yeah. one point. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, the the Martian or whatever. So Here's the interesting thing: we've been talking a lot about Succession. Uh, Stoney has tweeted the show saying. Uh, he normally settles down to watch Succession with his other half, uh, but she gets really wound up that he has to sit through the opening theme tune and refuses to skip it. Mm-hmm. And um, someone called Toots on Twitter then pipes up saying, it's actually illegal to skip the Succession opening theme. Now, for me, it's one of the best bits of it. I think I think it's one of the greatest theme tunes for a song ever. I Can agree. you imagine even skipping past that?
1: I love the theme tune. I love the theme music. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. Interestingly, Natalie says it's one of the most... Boring theme, theme tunes ever. What? And I'm like, what are you on about? And so she then goes, well, she said, like, Game of Thrones. She said every single time the visuals change of it, depending on what's going on and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, is that oh, okay? right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The Game of Thrones theme music is absolutely fantastic, but we're also talking about the visuals there. Um, I, don't, I don't care that, like, nothing particularly
0: changes in the actual succession visuals just the music is amazing it's pretty i mean i almost like want to dance to it when i hear it every single yeah. time i tell you the other thing as well and this is not nothing down it's one of the greatest tv shows of all time i just wish the kids looked a bit more like the grown-up characters agreed they don't look anything like the grown-up. agreed. do you know what i mean yeah even the back of logan roy doesn't even look like logan roy yeah it's not big enough
1: i would say one thing about the visuals that does bug me right yeah so like you see the kids playing tennis uh-huh tennis at no point unless there's still stuff to come tennis has played no part in succession yeah, so they, they'd why you will be quite see, good at it. yeah why are you seeing the young lad <laughs> play tennis what's the point
0: well the final episode could be here at any point you know you never know <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway.
1: What a stressful morning. Monday morning, never great, but what a stressful morning. I was turning the house upside down this morning due to Ooh. a banking crisis. Banking crisis. Woke up, got in the shower first thing this morning, and as I stood in the shower thinking, oh, man, I never signed that bank card that arrived over the weekend. Okay. Get the shower done, get downstairs, must sign that bank card. Do you have to sign the bank card when it gets sent through a new one?
0: Well, not that you... I mean, I don't... You don't. I don't sign bank cards. I
1: think you have to sign bank cards. I don't know if you
0: do. When do you? When do you need to sign stuff
1: anymore? Well, you write it, checks. It's going to happen one day, and they'll need to check your <laughs> check it sign. And it stressed me out to think this new card had arrived and I hadn't signed it.
0: Fair play. Fair. Fair play. Fair play. So I went
1: downstairs and started sifting through all the piles of post and junk, and I couldn't find the card. Uh uh-huh. Could not find the card anywhere. And then suddenly I'm like. New card has been sent, old card's going to be dead, I've lost new card. It's somewhere, it's unsigned. This is an absolute disaster. Turning the place upside down for over an hour. And then I started to calm down and think to myself, hang on a sec, when did this card arrive? Was it Friday? Was it Saturday? There's no post on Sunday. So when did this card arrive? And then I (laughs) realised, it never arrived. Okay. Because it was a dream. I have had, overnight, <laughs> the dullest dream anyone could ever have. I've dreamt yeah. that a bank card has arrived and I've not signed it. Nothing's arrived. There is no new bank card. None of my cards have expired. It was a dream.
0: So, like, most people would have dreams about, like, uh, you know, you're the President of the United States, or you've just arrived in Hawaii. Or, or you've
1: won millions and millions of pounds.
0: you won the cash register. Yes, Do you know what I mean? exactly. But, but not, um, you've... You know, Mislaid you thought, a new card that wasn't signed. I thought a bank card was. And then don't even get me into the dream that's whether you need to sign it or not. You ever had a very dull dream? I don't know. I mean, I have quite weird. I have normally quite weird dreams. My most recurring, like, night terror type dream is that I've left the big lights on downstairs. That's dull. Well, it's dull, isn't it? But I get out of bed, and <laughs> Kay always has to say, What are you doing? I said, I've left, left big lights on downstairs. Go back to bed. <laughs> but one day it's going to happen. We're after your dull dreams,
1: the dullest dream that you have had. Please, we're not interpreting dreams. We're not after really,
0: really good ones. Just dull, mundane dreams. I, I had a really weird, dull, dullard dream about one of my good friends. I've never, I've never actually mentioned to him that I had this dream, right. but I, I think about it all the time because it's got. No, there's no sense or you know reasoning behind it. And it was my friend Damien, who is Australian. Yeah, I dreamt about him, but he was on a pen, penny farthing. <laughs> And then as I look closer, I look down, he's got dog's legs. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know I don't what the meaning is behind that. It's boring. But what's all that about?
1: It's dog's legs. Uh, Matt says, got very annoyed the other night that people were putting plastic in the wood recycling bin at work. Oh, and vice versa. Ooh.
0: Until I realised I was dreaming. Steve from London says, my dull dream was me cutting waffles into numbers like they appear on a calculator. That is amazing. <laughs> That's like modern art. Got me angry. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what's your dull dream you've had then?
1: It was literally just... Um, I'd received a letter in the post, and it was saying, oh, you've been selected for jury service, and that was literally it. Nothing else. No attending the actual trial <laughs> itself or anything
0: like that. Just So, uh, so it wasn't that was, t- you didn't uh, know whether it was like trial of the century. It's just you, you, you've entered the selection process.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just literally... I, I can remember the feeling of opening the letter and going, hmm... Oh, no. I've been selected for jury service. Mm,
0: great. What a, a cliffhanger.
1: There's so much to drag out of this. So, so first of all, i, I quite like
0: to be selected for jury service. <laughs> My brother has been selected twice. Really? Twice. Wow. And, and they've been oh, nowhere God. near me. <laughs> it's, I can't believe it. And then,
1: secondly, <laughs> like you say, you're not even getting the fun part of the dream, which would then be yeah. being on that jury. Yeah. yeah. No, it would just literally be, oh, mm, great, I've been selected. And then I woke up and that was it. It was just like, oh, great.
0: What kind of juror, you know... <laughs> Christian what kind of juror do you think he would have been? Would you have been a fair juror or would you have been kind of like fire and brimstone and retribution?
1: No, no, they definitely deserved it. I didn't even know what it was, but they deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: get that
1: coming to you can't make your mind up before you even get there. So the trial that has <laughs> never happened and will never happen, because it's a dream. He's made his mind up before he gets there. This guy's awful. Outrageous. <laughs> Suzanne in Tamworth says, Months ago I dreamt I was watching the news and the news said that Willem Defoe had died. Oh my word. I turned to my husband and said, That's a shame I liked him in the polar bear is I liked him as the polar bear in the bird's eye adverts. That was the extent of the dream. She then obviously woke up and was relieved to find that he's very much alive.
0: All that stuff that Willem Dafoe has done acting-wise and the thing that she's (laughs) torn up about in his fictional death of his is the polar bear thing. I've forgotten he was the polar bear in that.
1: Uh, Jeff says, I once woke my wife up in the middle of the night shouting about a staircase newel post that I'd got to fix for her uncle. What is? I don't even know what that is. It's the central post in a staircase, I believe.
0: I saw a staircase in your post at Reading ninety eight. <laughs> it was always coming. Uh, we, let's go. Let's get some more dull dreams on, shall we? Uh, let's go to the phones. Ben, tell us about what you do. I was a mechanic for twenty years, and
1: I, when I had a big job coming up to do, I would dream about that job before I did the job to make sure that I could do it right.
0: Wow, now I remember reading somewhere that Wayne Rooney visualised scoring goals before he ran onto the pitch, kind of a manifestation thing. Did it it make you a better mechanic by doing this? It might have done, but not as good as Wayne Rooney's a footballer, I don't suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you were the the, the Wayne Rooney of the uh, mechanic world, that'd be so good. (laughs) Overhead uh, camshaft changes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Ben, there's no doubt obviously that that is a dull dream, but... If you're saying that you dreamt it through the night before, were you actually then getting into bed in the evening thinking, right, I've got to think about that fan belt? <laughs> yeah, so, but, but yeah, I did. And by the time I by the time I finished the job, I'd done the job twice. So I was twice as tired.
0: Wow, what about that? And, and then when you were crying fridge, you do the thing where you were in, in your sleep sucking in a load of air between your teeth and doubling <laughs> the price.
1: That was it. I see you know you know
0: us well. <laughs> yeah, I've not got the stuff in today. It's probably going to be about kind of about twice that price. But we'll see what we can do. See what we can do. Oh, wake up, love. The daily takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Really interesting experiment. Uh, voyage into the unknown going on on the breakfast show at the moment. Dave and the team are trying to create something fairly unbelievable for two listeners called Sean and Chris. And what they're going to be doing, Sean and Chris are getting married, and Dave and the team are going to try and create a first dance song for them, completely written by artificial intelligence. I
1: don't know how I feel about AI.
0: It's taken over. Yeah. And if it can write wedding songs, where does that leave the rest of us? Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But there's been a big development, because uh, we've been drawn into this as of this morning. Have a listen to this.
1: There's one thing that is missing... Yeah. One thing I have forgotten, and that is the artwork. Oh. Now yes. I've had a plan for this, so Matt, stop
0: panicking. I'm fretting. Stop
1: panicking. <laughs> I can see it in your <laughs> eyes. Stop. <laughs> There's a bead of sweat forming on your brow. Mm. Just relax, because we are gonna outsource this to Bush and Richie. <laughs> now, boys, I know you're listening to this right now, so may I please challenge you. Using the information that we have harvested about Sean and Christian, Bush. I know you're itching to put pen to paper, brush to canvas. I need you to use all that artificial intelligence has to offer and I need you to create the ultimate piece of artwork that we can then present Mm. to the happy couple later on in the week. The challenge is set. Good luck.
0: Well, there you go. A gauntlet thrown down by Dave and The Breakfast Show. What does that mean for us?
1: Well, I mean, they they flattered you there, because you are a very, very gifted artist. We know this. Why, thank you.
0: Um, However, your art is not artificial intelligence. It's your gift. Yeah, it's me scribbling stuff, isn't it? So, I don't don't know if I can help in an artificial (laughs) kind of way. You could do one if you want, but... Well, go now. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But
1: I think... If the artwork is going to be created by this hometime show, it's got to be done using artificial intelligence.
0: So, what um, have we got the ability though? Have we got the tech here in this room to do it. Well, I feel that like I've got the know how here.
1: So, what we could do, we
0: could give, we could
1: serve up two offerings today.
0: We always overdeliver deliver here on hometime.
1: Because he's obviously asked for you to create something yourself with your gift of art. Uh huh, yeah. So, why don't you draw some artwork? For the song. Okay. And I will come up with some artwork using the power of artificial intelligence. I got
0: a feeling this is how Terminator 2 got started. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, uh, let's let's go away and, and do our designs, and yes. then we'll we'll show them yes. tomorrow night on Home Time.
1: Both of us, obviously, though, we've got to kind of have different creative muses, so probably worthwhile just um, uh, reminding ourselves some of the things about Sean and Chris that we need to know for the artwork.
0: The, now, the, the, they've given us a little fact sheet here from uh, from the Breakfast Show. It's a couple of things about them snogging behind bins. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of bin kissing going it's,
1: on. It says they sealed the deal behind the bins at the back of a nightclub. Club. I mean, I don't what know what your mean? reading of sealing the deal is. but
0: uh... What base is sealing the deal? But Bin's obviously very important in their relationship. Uh, as is Wales. They're Welsh, right? They are, mate? yes.
1: <laughs> their nationality is important to them both, it turns
0: out. Uh, apparently Chris once backflipped into the shallow end of a pool and broke his nose.
1: Okay, all right. Okay. He's
0: a prankster. Probably seen him when you've been framed.
1: And they met in science class at school, so they're obviously both sort of quite... Nerdy,
0: They're quite nerdy folk. Okay, yeah. uh, she loves metal. He loves country music. All right, so there's the brief. Um... I'm intrigued to see what you come out with this because if if what you do on the computer, and I don't really know anything about AI, but if it comes out pretty good, this has huge implications for doing art homework going yes. forward with teenagers. <laughs> I suppose it does, doesn't it? I need to. I see. For me. I've just got to pick some keywords. Yeah. Choose carefully, though, right? I have, yeah, because it
1: could really put it down the wrong way, couldn't it? It could. All right, well, we'll have a little play and uh, see what we come up with tomorrow. This is Bush and
0: Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Tonight from 7 o'clock is the big night uh, when Bush met Blur, and on Absolute Radio 90s as well. Uh, My big interview with my favourite band of all Mm. time, Blur, love them so much. Uh, Very excited to have met them tonight you will hear why they love Essex so much why Damon Alban doesn't have a mobile phone and hasn't had for about five years and the weird weird way that they choose their set lists. it absolutely blew my mind so don't miss that tonight from 7 o'clock but the real triumph of this evening on a personal note is that uh, the interview allows me to atone for something awful from my past that I've lived with for years we have mentioned this before on the show about 8 or 9 years ago I attempted to talk to Alex James the bass player from Blur at a radio event after I had about five pints (laughs) And it was awful, I made such a fool of myself, because I love him, because he's the coolest... I, you know, I, I played bass in bands back in the day, and i always idolised him, because he's very cool, he's a great bass player as well. But I don't know what I said to him, but he <laughs> literally just picked up his drink and left, walked away from me. I was a bit like, you know, um, a clicker from The Last of Us? Yes. I think I was, I was communicating like that, just going, <laughs> And it's so awful, but now I've chatted to him and it's fine. There you go, you're all good. We've erased that yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? we put that behind us. But I thought, seeing as we've got the interview this evening, uh, let, let's have cards on the table with, if you've ever made a fool of yourself in front of a famous person, tell us tonight on the show. In this very room. Right in here. In this
1: very room. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. All right, Fantastic film. Two giants of the comedy world. Two giants of the comedy world. I was so excited, and I marched in and tripped over a power cord and absolutely stacked it. Fell flat on the floor. Chair went flying and all this kind of stuff. Everyone, was like, oh, you all right? You all right? It's just I looked like an idiot. It was an awkward atmosphere and. I never recovered from it. No, it's hard
0: to come back. It's like doing a Biden. Johnny's gone. He's gone for a Burton. Gone for a Biden. So, uh, and it's awful, isn't it? Uh, You need to then interview them again at some point, just to put it right. Yeah, well, that
1: did did happen. And and it's like, oh, well, watch out for the cord this time. It was so bad, they remembered it. And trust me, these people see
0: loads of people.
1: I'm nobody to them, but they did remember power cord guy oh terrible. power cord guy stacking it guy <laughs> oh this tweet keeps making me giggle from uh, from Julian he says Julian Clary oh yeah I was sat opposite him on a train and I said hi I then turned and said I'm called Julian too <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a look did a head turn to look out of the window and I wanted to spade to dig a hole
0: <laughs> I'm called Julian too and it'll live with you forever it's the same with this Alex James thing it's just stayed with me for so long <laughs> Um, Dan says, excruciating photo requests with Coldplay's Chris Martin at the Radio 2 reception. He was lovely, but my iPhone 3GS took what felt like five minutes to open the camera.
1: (laughs) Uh, No name attached to this text, but uh, probably saving themselves uh, double embarrassment. I met Frank Bruno and got flustered and called him Harry
0: by mistake. (laughs) He's probably used to it, to be honest with you. Uh, We've got Karen on the line right now. Karen, who did you make a fool of in front of? Sorry, who did you make a fool of yourself in front of?
1: Princess Diana.
0: Oh, oh wow. wow! Right to the top there, <laughs> Princess Diana. Right, Karen. Yeah. What happened? What did you do?
1: Well, I was at the gym. You remember she had all those photographs taken at the yeah. gym. Yeah, that was it. Was that day? Um, and I was sitting waiting for the personal trainer to come and show me how to use everything. And she walked in with her bodyguard, um, and she said uh, she sat down next to me, Oof. and she said, "Oh, it's early, isn't it?" She said, "I've left my boys in bed." have you got any children? And I said, I don't know, I think so.
0: <laughs> so you, you couldn't remember if you had kids or not when Princess Diana asked you. No, and then I thought, oh, perhaps i better get up and
1: curtsy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: very embarrassing. And Karen, do you have kids? <laughs> I do, yeah. Oh, good,
0: clear that one up. Set the record straight, brilliant. Yes,
1: I do.
0: This text says, My mum once saw Billy Corkhill from Brookside outside Burton's in Burnley (laughs) and stopped and asked him about how Barbara and the kids were before realising (laughs) ten minutes later he was a soap character. Uh, This is
1: quite chilling for you cos Kerry sounds somewhat similar to what could be happening later. Uh Uh-oh. Kerry says, I completely humiliated myself in front of my all-time favourite band, the Levelers. Oh, yeah. I was given a brilliant opportunity in the 90s to interview them for... ...for a pirate radio station in France. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I became totally awestruck and frozen... ...and couldn't remember their names track names, and basically got everything mixed up and looked a total idiot. They just sat there staring at me like I had two heads. One of the room to swallow up. It was terrible.
0: Well, that's like the lady earlier on who couldn't remember whether she had children or not, (laughs) speaking of Princess Diana. (laughs) Jerry says, in in JFK Airport, uh, I saw Richard Wilson walk past me. I didn't want to say, I don't believe it, as he's probably heard that on a daily basis. So I inexplicably settled for Richard Wilson. He looked at me as if I was crazy, <laughs> gave a Kirk Victor nod and walked off. And my colleague disowned me. <laughs> he just said his name out loud to him. It's so weird. Uh, Kev, um,
1: you've made a mess of yourself in front of someone? Oh, there's been a couple, to be fair, but um,
0: Anton Deck.
1: <laughs> right? Uh, what did you do with Anton
0: Deck? Well, I've seen him at the services. One, one of them was in the services. And I've seen him. I thought, oh my God, yeah, it's him. I think
1: it was uh, Declan. And then we went outside into the car park. And uh, Ant was standing there and having a tap outside of his, uh, like, sore thing and all that. And I was
0: like, oh, keep, keep up the good work, Ant. And he just looked at me, like, horrified like that, let just just say. I, I was like, you know, just, yeah, it was just totally embarrassing, to be fair. What did um, you get the wrong one? Which, one? which one's got the dark hair? Well, he still hasn't learnt, <laughs> has he? <laughs>
1: well, exactly, exactly. Which one's got the dark hair? That one, um,
0: for there. Uh, for doubts. Well, I should. To be fair, I'm I'm loading in on them here. I don't even know. I don't know which one.
1: Exactly, one of them. One of them, I got the wrong one anyway, and he just looked at me like... And I, was like oh, I was like, oh, sorry, mate, I got the wrong one, didn't I? He goes, oh, it's OK. In defence to worry. Kev, that is why they always stand and on the left deck as, on the right, so that you can you <laughs> yeah, can that's... say it as you read it. <laughs> but, but, but then if, if they're, they're on, their on their own, own yeah.
0: this is that's it. So you define, define the two, yeah, separate the two, yeah. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. There you go. There's the Daily Takeaway podcast. Two bits of information. Our producer, Adam, has just... Uh, Mansplained to Richie and I during that last bit there that apparently there are that the uh, the, the visuals to Succession's intro theme change every series.
1: I had noticed that.
0: I didn't know it's that. Oh, and it's full of, and it's full of little Easter eggs about what's going to happen in the series. Didn't know that. I didn't know that either. There's a lot of things I don't know. Second bit of information: uh, you can catch a full special episode of uh, What Happened When I Met Blur when Bush met Blur. A special daily takeaway podcast available right now.